At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. At 4.16 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Friday afternoon, Donald Trump threatened witnesses, prosecutors, the entirety of the United States government, and everyone who lives here. Trump's pretrial release must be immediately revoked by Judge Maxila Apadiai, and he must be detained until the trial begins. If you go after me, Trump has written on the Truth Social website he owns, I'm coming after you. You. He was told 24 hours earlier, almost to the minute, not to do this, not to threaten, not to try to influence, not. It was a condition of his release without bail. He has now violated it. That release must be revoked and revoked immediately. And this madness, this endless cycle of Trump getting away with crimes and deceit and dishonesty and cheating and fomenting violence and above all else of threatening people, this endless cycle must end. That if it means putting him away without bail and arresting every one of his cultists who tries to retaliate or to free him or to threaten us, so be it. Anyone else in this nation in a situation parallel to Trump's who stated in any public forum while out on release, if you go after me, I'm coming after you, would have been in jail before sunset. Trump is right about one thing and one thing only. There are 
two tiers of justice in America. One for him, which treats this mindless, venomous, grasping, consuming, destroying terrorist with kid gloves, as if so doing would somehow end the threat he and his scum represent. One tier of justice for Trump in which the rest of us have to walk on eggshells for day after day and year after year. And another tier for every other American. The hesitant will note that in those nine words there are no names mentioned. It would have been better for Trump if he had mentioned names. Because this threat, not being directed at Jack Smith or at Joe Biden, or at Mark Meadows, is thus directed at all of them, at every potential witness, at every judge, at every prosecutor, at every prosecutor's boss, at the attorney general, at the attorney general's boss, the president. Because this time, Trump has slipped This is not his usual dog whistle for stochastic terrorism on his behalf. One of his who will rid me of this meddlesome priest posts or statements designed to make somebody else do something. Designed to make one of his cultists say, if I try to break into Obama's house, it will please the master. This is a direct threat from him to anybody who comes after him. And in his paranoia-addled mind, that is not just Smith or Garland or Alvin Bragg or Fonnie Willis or Judge Chutkin or Judge Opadii or Mike Pence or anyone else whose name is now publicly connected to his prosecution. In Trump's diseased mind, anybody who comes after him includes me and you. These words were spoken at the D.C. courthouse Thursday afternoon by Judge Opadii. Quote, Mr. Trump, I ask you to listen carefully to the conditions. Your most important condition of release is that you not commit a state, federal, or local offense. If so, your release may be revoked. The judge said that 24 hours before he committed new federal offenses. I want to remind you it is a crime to intimidate a witness, she said, 24 hours before he intimidated all the witnesses. Quote, or retaliate against anyone for providing information about your case to the prosecution, she said, 24 hours before he retaliated against everyone for providing information about his case to the prosecution. She warned him it was also a crime, quote, to influence a juror or threaten or attempt to bribe a witness or any other person who may have information about your case 24 hours before he committed the crime of threatening everyone. It is also a crime, the judge added, Quote, to otherwise obstruct the administration of justice before he committed the crime of obstructing the administration of justice. Do you understand these warnings, sir? Trump made his head nod forward as if he were saying yes, and then he went home. And then he waited almost exactly one day 
And then he began to personally threaten, to personally retaliate, to personally intimidate, to personally terrorize everyone involved in the case and all of the rest of us who will not bow to him because Donald John Trump is a terrorist, the most dangerous terrorist in this nation today and the most dangerous terrorist in this nation's history. It is the terrorism of bullying witnesses, of menacing prosecutors, of intimidating judges, of threatening presidents, of imperiling every member of this society, and it can stop now. The terrorist Trump can be stopped now. He was warned. He claimed he understood the warning. He spat on the warning. He literally could only stop himself for 24 hours before violating the warning and urinating on the American system of justice. It took Trump only 24 hours to revert to terrorism to the threat of violence to achieve political ends, the threat with which he has tortured this nation for eight years. It is now nearly three years since Senator Mitt Romney issued a statement, in all caps, condemning the, quote, vile, vituperative, hate-filled morass that is unbecoming of any free nation, and then assailing all of our great political leaders of 2020, Trump, the Democrats launching blistering attacks in reply, Pelosi tearing up, quote, the State of the Union speech on national television, Keith Ulberman calls the president a terrorist, unquote, three years since Mitt Romney mocked me for calling Trump a terrorist, and 85 days after he issued that statement and made that mocking gesture, Romney and all of the other senators of the United States of America and all the representatives in Congress ran for their lives as a Trump-directed mob of terrorists tried to sack the Capitol and kill them all. And when the former Capitol Police officer, Michael Fanon, who helped push them back, compared the arraignment of Trump on Thursday to the killing of Osama bin Laden and said Trump is a terrorist who committed horrific acts against the American people, the fascists attacked Fanon. When the only thing Fanon got wrong is the relative danger. Bin Laden killed our friends and relatives and ruined thousands of lives. Trump continues to try to kill all of free America and ruin all of our lives. If you go after me, I'm coming after you. Well, we are going after you. We are going after you, we are prosecuting you, we are convicting you, and we are going to sit and watch carefully as you rot in prison and die there. And that terminal prison sentence, after that social media threat to all of us, to the fundaments of our society, that terminal prison sentence for Donald John Trump should begin today. Judge Apadiai, you set the terms, you warned him, you asked him if he understood, 
He said he understood with a gesture. He waited 24 hours and violated your terms four different ways in just nine words. You have no choice here. American democracy depends on you enforcing the law and enforcing your own warning against the terrorist scum. Revoke the terms of Donald Trump's pretrial release and incarcerate him immediately. He is a terrorist and keeps proudly warning you and me and all of America. I am a terrorist. I will avenge myself on you. I am your retribution. If you go after me, I'm coming after you. Stop him. Stop him now. Stop him in his tracks. Lock him up. The rest of this special weekend bulletin edition of Countdown is reprised from Friday's regular episode of this series. If you have heard that, there is no need to listen again unless you really feel the need for the comic relief of hearing me again sing, I'm so indicted. Thank you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
former president of the United States of America, Donald John Trump, has been indicted by the United States of America on a series of felony charges, and he has pleaded not guilty in federal court. Wait, who wrote this? We did this story already. I swear, last month, six weeks ago, maybe, we did this. Can I get a producer in here and some quality control so we don't get out-of-date scripts again? Trump indicted. We did this story already. Bill Murray, Saturday Night Live, death of Pope John Paul I, 1978. Sorry, I had to. There's a point to this coming up. First, there are two headlines, actual headlines from this one substantial, one symbolic, and the substantial one is really substantial. The timeline that the court imposed and imposed is the exact word. They hit Trump over the effing head with it. You've heard that phrase from court's rocket docket. The judge demanded a brief from Jack Smith's office proposing a trial date and its estimate of how long the trial will take, and she wants it Thursday. And then Trump's lawyers have to file a response to that the Thursday after that, the 17th. And the presiding jurist, the Judge Roy Bean of the January 6th insurrection, Tanya Chutkin, will pick the trial date at 10 a.m. August 28th. That's three weeks from Monday. Rocket docket. This is the Saturn V of schedules, the Luna 13 of law, the javelin rocket of jurisprudence. Seriously, there is no doubt, no doubt whatsoever that Smith and maybe even Merrick Garland have realized they are working against the clock and that democracy is working against the clock and that it is imperative to put him on trial not just before the election, but well before the election. And it was intriguing to see one of the CNN analysts who has had pretty good sources on this. I worked with her at NBC, Jamie Gangel, quote her contacts as uniformly identifying the takeaway of indictment day as how pared down and concise this case against Trump is compared to the now 40 counts in Florida. And they all took the same guess as to why, to give the judge and any other judges Trump tries to drag in to mess up the timeline absolutely no excuse to not start this trial ASAP, maybe even before the first of the year. We can have no idea if Garland or Smith or Trump or anybody else saw the polling on this by Reuters Ipsos that came out yesterday, but it is intriguing, if not conclusive. 45% of Republicans say they would not vote for Trump if he has been, quote, convicted of a felony crime by a jury. 45% of Republicans. I'll caveat that. One, they say that now. And two, they may be saying that now because the assumption on the right is that Trump can stall all these trials indefinitely. I really wonder if the number would look different if the polling was done after this Justice Express docket had been released. There was considerable reporting from inside the Prettyman courthouse that Trump looked really honked off about something yesterday, especially compared to his demeanor at the Florida arraignment. And a really good guess would be this, the court dates the SpaceX of sentencing. That was the substantial headline. The symbolic one, that photo of Trump at the airport for the return flight to Bedminster. New York Times, 
alone, getting out of just another SUV, looking down, carrying his own umbrella with a stunned expression on his saggy face and looking like a sack of wet spit. And his near incoherence in his brief statement, unable to focus on himself for the first time in his life and instead going off on worldwide television about how horrible the graffiti was in Washington? And knowing he had blown it, suddenly remembering he was supposed to say, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America, unquote. By which, of course, he meant this was never supposed to happen to him in America because he ran on persecuting his political opponent in 2016. He told Hillary Clinton to her face at a debate that he would put her in prison. And then as president, he tried to get the president of Ukraine to fabricate evidence with which to persecute Joe Biden. Something his goblins on Capitol Hill like Jamie Comer and Kevin McCarthy are still trying to do. And we're supposed to forget that? And for once, with cameras rolling, Trump could not pull off his only trick being martyred Trump or fearless Trump or vengeful Trump or something Trump, he came off as damp, limp, chump Trump. And kudos to CNN and MSNBC, among other networks, for cutting away from the live feed from the tarmac as Dementia J started to talk. Somehow somebody learned something. BBC News, sadly, worldwide did not. They carried that nonsense live. On the other hand, CNN also had a reporter in a car chasing the Trump motorcade and were duly rewarded with the audio or the video going out on every hit from the correspondent. And the rest of the time, they got a shot of the car right ahead of them that Trump also wasn't in. Notes from inside the Prettyman courthouse, and there are competing reports as to who stared daggers at whom, and in fact, whether daggers were even stared. While the New York Times insisted Trump never made eye contact with Jack Smith, CNN reported Smith stared at Trump, or at least won the staring contest. ABC reported that, quote, Trump could be seen staring right towards Smith, knocking his clasped hands on the table in a tense way not really news. Of course, it was a tense way. He's a psychopath. They get tense when the people who can destroy them are not scared away by their loud noises. Also, Trump pleaded not guilty in his own voice, was asked to confirm he understood he had the right to remain silent, claimed he understood that. He doesn't understand that. And probably the only unexpected development of the whole day came in the traditional barrage of self-pitying, self-martyring social media posts by Trump in which he spelled the word stolen correctly. S-T-O, just one L-E-N. World financial markets crashed due to the resultant uncertainty among investors that there was anything on this earth they could still rely on. Two associated headlines. He may be only unindicted co-conspirator number two, but he's still unindicted sucker number one. John Eastman still doesn't get it. As my old friend Steve Bogart's dad said to Mary Astor, you're taking the fall. Eastman's lawyer repeats he's not flipping and he's not guilty of anything. 
And they are sending prosecutors a memo, oh good, another Eastman memo, arguing that Eastman was acting, quote, as an attorney advising a client that the advice was lawful and that Eastman should not be indicted. Somebody needs to wake them up and remind them. Trump's argument is that he was listening to that advice and that he's not guilty because Eastman is. The other note, if you were again disappointed by the lack of a mugshot of the defendant, good news, everyone. Fulton County Sheriff Patrick Labatt has told the New York Times that if Trump is indicted in Georgia, he would get treatment identical to any other suspect being booked. Quote, unless someone tells me differently, the sheriff said, he plans to follow normal practices. We'll have mugshots ready for you. Uh, can I get one in a size 38 by 744 feet? Big picture, a year ago, first episode of this series, I suggested that the House January 6th committee obviously served a real-time purpose, but that ultimately it didn't matter, even if it had really only been created exclusively for an audience of one, Merrick Garland. Sure enough, huge traffic yesterday on air and online about the Liz Cheney committee, which is how it will be remembered, even though she was not the chair, Benny Thompson was. All of it was deserved praise for the efforts and the straight line that history will draw between what it did and yesterday's indictments. And some of it went almost shockingly further than that. Congressman Brendan Boyle of Philadelphia, who has been in the House exactly 214 days, let her rip. Quote, thank you, Speaker Pelosi, for creating the House January 6th committee. If it were just up to the weak and feckless Merrick Garland and Lisa Monaco, then today would have never happened. It's only shocking because it's true. And that brings up another point. If you're not old enough to appreciate this, I apologize. But from the day John Glenn went up in Friendship 7 when I was three until the night when I was 10 when Neil Armstrong got moon dust all over that nice clean space suit of his, there was a building crescendo of excitement over the years as we got closer and closer to the moon launch and the landing. And then I just had to go look up online who was on the mission between Armstrong and Aldrin and Collins on Apollo 11 that landed on the moon and got out, and Lovell, Hayes, and Swigert driving home the junk bus that was 13. I had no memory of Apollo 12. And that deflation of the excitement was, by all accounts, universal in this country. And thus it is, sadly, with Trump indictments. The, the silliness of the opening of this episode notwithstanding, there was a point to it. As valuable, essential as yesterday was to our declining chances of preserving representative government in this country, there was an astounding sense of anticlimax. We've seen this before. This time, there weren't even any interesting-looking Trump lunatics outside. And him? As I said before, wow, way to under-deliver, Donnie. Got a roll of stamps and mail it in. That's because, obviously, it is time to get off the pot and put him in the can. I could not be happier that the judges in Washington have decided to kick his ass with this high-speed calendar. But the secret value to the high-speed calendar is it gives us frequent changes to the narrative and the excitement levels to carry us through to the next hearing. And we need that as a nation to fight back against Trump. 
till the next hearing. Or maybe the next indictment, Fonny. Maybe the next indictment, Jack. Because as repetitive as some of these are, as spectacle, we want him so indicted that he can't pass gas without violating a court order. We want him so indicted. Wait, so indicted? So indicted. I feel a song coming on. Oh, Nancy. I'm so indicted and I just can't fight it. I'm about to go to jail and America likes it. I'm so indicted. My defense ain't airtighted. And I know, I know the unindicted co-conspirators can bite it. Bite it. Thank you, Nancy Faust. We need to put out an album. Not of music. I would like to point out that in a one, two-week span, I anchored a presidential inauguration and the Super Bowl. (laughs) There are related non-Trump headlines to duck in here, and first on our quick trip to Shelbyville and the other America... And the lead story last night at the pretty good barometer that is the Washington Examiner, not the Trump indictment, not even the Devin Archer transcript, which they seem to have dismissed as the dud it was. No, this, quote, Youngkin would beat Biden in Virginia, new poll finds. Youngkin would beat Biden in Virginia, new poll finds. If that name does not ring a bell, Youngkin is the governor of Virginia who may yet step into the GOP race once they send in Ron DeSantis's mommy to go get him and bring him home, which could be, ooh, today-ish. Quote came out Wednesday, I guess, but it only started to steamroll yesterday. DeSantis cannot help himself and cannot stop himself and cannot save himself. On a tour of New Hampshire, he issued the now standard, I gotta ensure the woke agenda ends up in the dustbin of history. But then he added something new, and apparently this is why... They have him keep going back to woke, woke this, woke that. Because when he tries something else, this happens. As to federal bureaucracy and federal bureaucrats, DeSantis said, quote, we're going to start slitting throats on day one. You realize how bad that is? Even for fascists who relish a good execution metaphor, that's just way too gory. That's how bad it is. And be careful, Rhonda. The throat you slit may just have been your own. And lastly, Dr. Cornell West, pissing away a career of service to this nation by running on the Let's Elect Trump Anyway platform, turns out to be just a little bit behind on the old taxes. Just $543,000. The Daily Beast could get no comment out of West, or his current campaign manager, Jill Stein. No, I'm not kidding. Also of interest here, unless you saw this tweet, you will never, never in a million years correctly guess which conservative tweeted one of the most horrifying Freudian slips of all time. Quote, I highly encourage you to attend our child trafficking training in Sarasota. God, that's next. This is Countdown. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Countdown with Keith Olbermann, my crazy friend. This is SportsCenter. Wait, check that. Not anymore. This is Countdown with Keith Olbermann. In sports, man, are sports people owning themselves lately in droves? In one case, it's folks from the usual shut-up-and-dribble crowd. Basketball's Orlando Magic, owned by members of the infamous DeVos family taking huge heat from many quarters because the franchise donated $50,000. The check says Orlando Magic on it. The donation was to an arm of the Ron DeSantis campaign right after DeSantis's latest anti-LGBTQ actions and contemporaneous with DeSantis's imbecilic remarks about how slavery taught the slaves useful skills like blacksmithing. The Magic then tried to claim that the team was not donating to the campaign, but merely as a business to the state of Florida. 
Then ownership claimed the check was written before DeSantis had announced he was running, which is a distinction without a difference, but also doesn't line up with the date on the check. And now the Orlando Magic have been sandblasted by the National Basketball Players Association. Quote, NBA governors, players, and personnel have the right to express their personal political views, including through donations and statements. The union writes in a press release. However, if contributions are made on behalf of an entire team, using money earned through the labor of its employees, it is incumbent upon the team governors to consider the diverse values and perspectives of staff and players. The Magic's donation does not represent player support for the recipient, unquote. A very salient point. What the NBA PA should do now, of course, is donate some equal or larger amount to the, the Biden campaign or one of the groups fighting DeSantis's tyranny in Florida or, I don't know, buy $50,000 worth of banned books and hid them out to kids or anybody really and do it on behalf of the Orlando Magic, the players. And meanwhile, in golf, with the PGA Tour selling out the sport in this country so the Saudis can take it over completely and sports wash its blood money at events like the U.S. Open and the Masters. That would be the Prince Mohammed bin Salman Masters. Guess who has been added to the PGA Tour policy board? Tiger Woods. For Tiger Woods, this is either a chance to redeem his increasingly sketchy reputation or him making a complete sellout of himself. We will see. Tiger Woods was one of the leading opponents of the Saudi Trump Live Golf Tour, which bought the PGA in June and which has ever since pretended that this is a partnership or a merger with Woods on the PGA board. Actual players, actual golfers now outnumber the non-playing directors six to five, with the 12th member being the PGA's president. What it sounds like is Tiger Woods to the rescue, stopping this farce which was engineered in large part by the PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan. However, the first statement by Tiger Woods, in fact his first statement since the Saudis bought the PGA, Tiger praised Commissioner Jay Monahan, quote, we look forward to being at the table with him to make the right decisions for the future of the game. He has my confidence moving forward with these changes. Uh oh. Still ahead on Countdown Fridays with Thurber and with the latest arraignment of Donald Trump. Collect the whole series. There can be no better story to read you than Thurber's Nostradamus-like writing of a story that's basically about Trump 15 years before Trump was born. The greatest man in the world, coming up. First, it's time for the daily roundup of the miscreants, morons, and Dunning-Kruger effect specimens who constitute today's worst persons in the world. The bronze, falsetto-voiced Fox quote news, unquote, screeching whiner Mark Levin, one of the worst of the whores who will say or claim anything to defend Trump, an unbelievably damaging figure even in the right-wing media bottomless pit of pus. Levin's ire now is directed at Bill Barr. He's trying to claim the former attorney general, quote, cooperated with Jack Smith's office, whatever that means, 
Levin then wrote Boris, quote, all over TV like erectile dysfunction commercials. And on a day when Trump finally spelled stolen correctly, Levin misspelled dysfunction. Uh, the disease, erectile dysfunction, that has a Y. He spelled it with an I, which tells you everything you need to know about Mark Levin. The runners-up, the residents of Tampa, Florida. Hello! Not all of them, mind you, but there is an epidemic there of what might be the worst thing you could have an epidemic of, other than, like, the rats we have here in the New York City area. The worst thing, though, besides rats that you could have an epidemic of from a civic pride and tourism standpoint, dumpster fires. In the last year, Tampa has had more than 1,200 dumpster fires. Not metaphorical dumpster fires, not symbolic dumpster fires, not political dumpster fires, not sports dumpster fires. Tampa dumpsters catching fire. What's worse, this year there have been three so-called hot load dumpster fires in which the dumpsters catch fire spontaneously because people have just thrown away with the regular trash things like lithium-ion batteries and tanks of propane and electronics, and they just blowed up. They blowed up good. They blowed up real good. So welcome to Tampa, city of dumpster fires. But our winner, and yes, there is a segue here, General Michael Flynn. And if you already thought he was nuts, you ain't seen nothing yet. As you know, Flynn went full QAnon and Pizzagate, and he sees invisible devils. He did this a long time ago, so what he was trying to tweet was understandable in the context of his various manias, but the wording was... Uh, I mean, seriously, generally, you need to see a psychotherapist as quickly as possible. I mean, Freudian slips. I'm quoting him here on a retweet of a link to one of these Holy Rollers conventions in Florida on August 17th. You ready? General Michael Flynn, in public, quote, I highly encourage you to attend our child trafficking training in Sarasota, unquote. I'll just read that quote again. I highly encourage you, Flynn wrote, to attend our child trafficking training in Sarasota. Uh... Mike, child trafficking training Flynn. Today's worst person in the world! I'm so indicted and I just can't fight it. I'm about to go to jail and America likes it. I'm so indicted, my defense ain't airtighted, and I know, I know the unindicted co-conspirators can bite it, bite it. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.